Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We wanted to create a new action hero. And we also wanted to create a new action hero where we can tell multiple stories if it's possible, you know, without being shackled by the, the confines of history. Hey folks, it's Karima, a.k.a. The Blurred Girl. Welcome back to The Blurred Girl Podcast. Now, this little interview is a conversation that I had with the creator, co-writer, and animator, LaShawn Thomas, about Yasuke, the Netflix series. It's a trippy mech fantasy anime loosely based on the real-life black samurai of the same name. Now, Thomas co-produced the project with award-winning actor Lakeith Stanfield and award-winning uh, Grammy award-winning artist, I should say, Flying Lotus. Now, a portion of the interview is up on Nerdist. It actually dropped the week the show came out this year, but I wanted you to hear the full conversation because it's really interesting. We go over what inspired the anime, how it was never meant to be completely based on historical fact, and what it was like working with some of Thomas's anime heroes. Now I'll tell you more about both Yasuke and LaShawn Thomas right after I pay some bills. Do you run a hosted website on WordPress or is your site really slow? Have you gotten hacked in the past and you just didn't know what to do? Well, if so, you need SiteGround. Now I am a SiteGround affiliate. I'm also a customer. In fact, I switched the blurredgirl.com over to them and never looked back. In fact, I've put other people onto them for two reasons, reliability and customer service. You can try it yourself at siteground.com slash go slash the blurred girl. That's siteground.com slash go slash the blurred girl. Now, unlike some other hosting sites that have a really great affiliate program and seem to be really popular, many of them don't have customer service. SiteGround has great customer service. They don't talk to you like an idiot. If you can't find something, they'll help you work through it. They have a really easy control panel. And SiteGround is really the truth. You can start hosting your site today for as low as $3.95 a month. You can run a store, a blog, anything really. And they can even move your whole existing site over for you from another hosting service and you don't have to worry about a bunch of code and stuff. So if you've been blogging or running a website for a while now, it's time to take your site and its security seriously and move up to SiteGround. Sign up today at siteground.com slash go slash the blur girl. Before I continue, please like and subscribe this show and leave a nice comment over on iTunes. It really does help. Also, if you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode and tag the Blur Girl on your IG stories, reels, Facebook, or TikTok so that others can find out about the show as well. Now, for those of you who have never heard of Yasuke, he was a real-life African man that was hired into the service of Daimyo Oda Nobunaga, the head of the powerful Oda clan during the 16th century Sengoku period of Japan. Now, although we know tons about Nobunaga, very little is known about the real-life Yasuke. Some say he was Sudanese, others say he was from Ethiopia. 
The only thing that we do know is that he was African. He was brought to Japan by a Jesuit priest. He spoke multiple languages. He was elevated to samurai and given land and cattle by Nobunaga himself and defended him until Nobunaga's death at Honoji at the hands of his own treacherous general in 1582. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with LaShawn Thomas, he is an artist and animator that is a South Bronx native that is now living abroad in Japan. He is over 20 years in animation and comics. He's best known for being a character designer and co-director on seasons one and two of the Boondocks on Adult Swim. He's worked on everything from, um, let's see, Lizzie McGuire to Kim Possible, um, Ben 10, Batman, the Brave and the Bold, um... And Legend of Korra. In fact, I believe he moved to Korea for that. In comics, he created artwork for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Arcanium, and his own Cannon Busters, which he crowdfunded and later premiered as an animated pilot on Netflix. He also co-produced another original project, Children of Ether, with Crunchyroll back in 2016. So like I said, he now lives in Japan and that is actually where this interview took place. I did not go to Japan. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, but that's where he was when we spoke. Uh, So hopefully that's enough backstory to help you follow along with this conversation. So up next, my interview with writer, producer, director, and animator, LaShawn Thomas. First of all, I, my biggest question is, when did you first start working on this project? Um, we started working on it in 2000. And I started penning the idea um, in 2016. And then um, in 2017, right before I uh, secured my deal for Cannon Busters with Netflix, they asked me if I had any other show ideas um, with Japanese animation studios. And I pitched them three and Yasuke was one of them. And then I think once I moved here and started working on Cannon Busters, by the end of 2017, here in Japan, Netflix was like, okay, we want this to be your next project, but we don't want to do it unless you're really excited about it. And I thought that was really awesome that they said that. And I was like, absolutely. And then in 2018, we secured it. And they were like, what do you think of flying? Well, first of all, the Keith was already on board when I pitched the show. Okay. So 2018 that Netflix is like, we want to commission this. Um, but what do you think about flying those during the music? And I was like, absolutely. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and but, but he wants to be involved in the story too. And I was like, even better. Like I get to argue with this dude late at night about our character creatively, like from fan to like collaborator, incredible. So obviously the, once that happened, you know, we were off to the races and uh, we assembled our writing team, Nick Jones Jr. And Alex Larson, I'm sorry. Alex Larson mm-hmm. was one of the writers on an independent comedy uh, movie called Bodied about battle mm-hmm. rap, um, really talented writer and Nick Jones Jr. So once we assembled them, you know, it was really about getting MAPA on board, you know, and uh, once MAPA was on board, thanks to Taiki Sakurai at Netflix, I sent him my premise of the story and he was like, this is great. And then Philo came on board and we just wrapped up the concept and uh, got the team together and just solely assembled the team and, you know, wrapped up this year, early this year. So, yeah, it, it was it was a long journey, but that's just the way it is with TV production, you know. So Oh, absolutely. And, and animation. I got to ask, what was it like working with? Takeshi, Takeshi Koike is. Uh, I mean, come on, 
know, like it, it, this this project has been a series of wows. Are you kidding me? You know, from Lakeith coming on board to Flylo to Netflix greenlighting the project to Mappa coming on board and then Takeshi Koike coming on board. Like you know, uh, Taiki Sakurai, who's the the producer, chief producer of anime for Netflix, was the writer of Redline. So him and Koike are very close. And then Otsuka-san is close with Koike too because Koike does a lot of work with Mappa. You know, he did the opening credit sequence for Dororo and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Already, those two folks are already like bookends to get Koike on board. So once Koike read the premise, he was like, this is really interesting. I want to jump on board and, and work on this project. And then he got really excited and didn't even want me to assist him in the designs because I was going to send him references and stuff. He's like, no, 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 no. This is all me. I'm going to do all this. I love this. I want to jump on it. So it was really cool. And I think it shows in the show. No, it absolutely, it absolutely does. I, I'm thinking of some of the work I remember he... I saw with Matrix and stuff, Animatrix and things okay. like that. I'm seeing all that. That was the first time I seen like a legit, competent, black lead character, high quality animated anime. It was like two minutes. I was like, that's the longest I've ever seen a black man being the focus of an anime before. And it was like high quality, madhouse quality. That was my first time learning about Koike. He was on my radar because of World Record back in 2000, I think 2001, that anime. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been following them. I know you pull from some, obviously, the, the real Yasuke. This is clearly fantasy. How did you decide what to keep of the real Yasuke, what to leave out? I think once we decided what period the story was going to take place, it made it easy for us to decide because Yasuke arrived in Japan in 1579. Um, he didn't meet Nobunaga historically until 1581. So he only spent about a year with Nobunaga before the, uh, the events of Honoji. Um, in our story, Yasuke meets Nobunaga when he arrives in 1579 because we wanted to build, for the character's sake, a belief that he was there for a while. So um, that's where the fantasy element comes into play. And it's all flashback. Once we decided we wanted Yasuke's story to start 20 years after Honoji, it, it, was, it, was, it was easy to decide what we were going to put in the storyline because if we were going to see Yasuke before... His current time, it was going to be in flashback, is what you saw in the show. So we knew we only had a certain amount of flashbacks, and we needed to tell a story in those flashbacks with him and meeting Nobunaga and meeting Natsumaru and so on and so forth. So um, it was easy for us to decide who we wanted to show because we only had six episodes. So we weren't going to show Toyotomi. We weren't going to show Tokugawa. You know, we're just only going to keep the story focused on Yasuke, Natsumaru, and Mitsuhide and that trifecta of drama between the three of them in the flashback. So it, once we decided where the story was going to take place, it was easy to decide what to leave in and what to keep out, you know, because as far as history is concerned, Yasuke disappears after the Honoji incident. So there's nothing mm-hmm. on him. So that left us open to get the ball rolling, you know, to, to do that. And I think the other biggest motivation for choosing that is we wanted to create a new action hero. And we also wanted to create a new action hero where we can tell multiple stories if it's possible, you know, without being shackled by the, the confines of history, you know. Um, so yeah, it was really easy once we decided the time period. And really quick in the show, you gave him a name. I've never heard him called by an actual name. Was that from history or was that it, just it was, job decided to do? Because all the, the, all, when we say history, it's all theory. It's not history. There's mm-hmm. very actual information on Yasuke. No one knows his full name. No one even knows where he came from. There are popular theories, but those are still just theories. And sometimes if you repeat a theory long enough, people believe it's fact, but it's still theory. No one knows if he was a slave. They can't confirm it. You know, so knowing that we were able to play around with some things, pull for some theories for entertainment's sake, you know, but then 
you know, sprinkle some things here and there to give him life. Cause he still is a character that has to go through this. He has to be a fish out of water. He has to meet the person who accepts him and gives him freedom. He has to do all of these things. So we added those elements to sort of pepper up the story and build Yasuke's character, but not to say this was his name during this time period. Like that, that's not where we wanted to go. You know, um, let's talk about Saki and, and, Crazy ass Abraham for a minute. Um, <laughs> now, Saki merely like an elemental. And can you comment on Abraham's powers as well? He's a mutant. Yeah. So in this storyline, because we only have six episodes, you know, we knew there wasn't going to be a lot we were going to have to explain to audience. So as long as we kept the story tight and clean, characters, surprise elements and personalities could be just something that could either be embellished upon in another time and another story, God, God willing, we're able to do that or, or just leave it up to question for the audience to decide. I mean, some of my favorite animes had characters that had abilities that had no explanation. Like when you look at Ninja Scroll, do you know the backstory of the bee God? Do you know the backstory of the electrical power? What's Gemma's backstory? It doesn't matter. They're cool. They have a motivation and it serves the story. And I think um, uh, Abraham as a character, uh, the idea that he was a mutant, uh, fit with the other elements in the story because there are other mutants as well, like Nikita and so on and so forth. When you're doing the Japanese fantasy, you know, Jidaigeki fantasy, we were just sort of playing with that element and adding that, you know, so. Uh, and Saki, you know, Saki is just another part of the fantastical magic element of, of that, you know, that world that I love so much when Japanese do stories. And in video games too, like Neo and Onimusha and all of these like magical, like, demons and monsters samurai adventure stories so that's kind of that's the spirit of that stuff in the story that we have is sort of you know paying homage to you know the magical aspects of japanese uh of fantasy and speaking of that magic i'm thinking with the mechs uh i'm thinking ninja resurrection samurai seven with there's a mech that are included in feudal japan were those some of your inspirations or did you have other other animes that inspired that mech feudal warrior I definitely, I definitely was influenced by Samurai Seven. I think Samurai Seven was a, 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 a real because it's Samurai, the Seven Samurai story, and just the idea of playing around with like um, just the classic motifs that we're familiar with in anime. You know, like mecha being a genre in and of itself. When when Netflix first marketed the show, they said magic and mechs, and obviously, obviously people gravitate towards that because they don't have any info, so they go, oh, this is he's gonna be. Yasu is going to be in a mech shooting. And, and, and I was like, we don't want to see that. We don't know if we're, how we feel about that. But the mechs were always just um, infantry. They're not a primary element in the storyline. They're there for infantry and cavalry, so to speak. So, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're just accents in the storyline. You know, they're not, when you look at the story of Yasuke's journey, it's very anti-mech in the story. Yes. <laughs> He's not dealing with mech much at all in the storyline. He's dealing mostly with magic than mech in the storyline. So, yeah. Is there a season two? Are you working a season two? Are you, are you doing OVA? My response is I, I would love to do more, but, you know, I just want to focus on, you know, everybody getting excited about this show. You know, if people can, you know, unanimously agree mostly that this is a great show, as we know with all great shows, sometimes when they do really well, you know, there's a demand for more. So the hope is to get people to be excited and demand more. And then, you know, anything's possible, you know. You're never coming back. You never come back here. I got. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if this COVID situation ain't taken care of, I'm never coming back because they got a ban on travel right now. So, and I, I'm not getting my vaccine until the end of this year, apparently, because Japanese is slow. But um, their their process is a bit slow. But 
barring, you know, vaccination, I'll be back. You know, I got to see my family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, thank but you very I, much. I might, I might be out here making more stuff for sure. That's definitely, it would be ideal, I think, for me. If I want to continue to work with the Japanese, it would be ideal for me to be here. So, Wonderful. It was great talking to you. I hope to catch up. I'll, I'll, I know you haven't really on social, so I'll try and find you another way, but it, it, yeah, it was I'm nice. Not, to I'm you. not really on social media that much. I think, I think it, it's been good for me. I've been, been able to focus and get a lot of work done. Um, that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years, just really focused on the present time and finding my validation and working with my peers in real time and not getting too distracted online. So, but this is the time to be online. We got to promote. So here I am, Nami. So it's cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks so Thanks. much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. It was fantastic getting a chance to talk to LaShawn, even though it was brief. And again, if you want to learn more about the Yasuke backstory and a little bit more about the Netflix show, please check out my official interview with him for Nerdist in the show notes. Now, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you also heard a little bit more of that conversation. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon subscriber, please sign up at patreon.com slash the blurred girl. That's patreon.com slash the blurred girl. Thanks for listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.